Welcome to the Watering Hole Football Podcast. Alrighty, welcome into another episode of the Watering Hole Football Podcast. I am Dylan Lund. And I'm Colton Sorensen. And today, we're going to talk about football again. It's been a minute. Yeah, we are back after a long break because the Off NFL season. also takes a break. So Yeah, nothing really happens. Uh, so today and over the next four episodes, yep. uh, we are going to go through and give our predictions for every team's record. And this year, we stepped up our game a little bit. We actually did choose every single game throughout the NFL season. So all of our records do match up game by game. And we're, we're not going to be sharing every game individually. But No, that would be the, very boring. The records do match up and do actually mean something. So they're easy enough to track. Yeah. And going through this exercise and doing these picks... Um, I feel like we got a, a more realistic sense of like where these teams are going to kind of line up. Right. And I assume everybody's going to disagree with us, but just remember that these are the only correct answers. Mine are correct and Colton's are correct. So even if they don't match, even up, if they don't match, they are correct. They are the correct ones. Uh, so this week we are going to start with the AFC and NFC North. Yep. We are going to go two divisions a week and we are going to go by the north south east and west of the divisions and we're gonna get a little bit of afc and a little bit of nfc in each episode so it'll keep it keep it a little interesting and we got a timer on each one so we're gonna try to talk for about six or seven minutes uh on each team um gonna try to keep that pretty pretty tight because we don't want to babble on about shit because we tend to do that yep and we should probably give some teams a little more airtime than we normally would yep so uh we're looking at you raiders we'll, <laughs> we'll do something for you maybe man talking about the raiders for seven <laughs> minutes is gonna be rough anyway uh let's get into it all righty Starting off with your hometown Green Bay pet. I mean. <laughs> Not in this podcast. <laughs> Starting off with the Vikings. Um, I feel it, I, I feel intrigued by the, the team this year. So, obviously, the biggest acquisition, in my opinion, is Brian Flores with the defense. Yep. Um, essentially, the defense just needs to be average. I think so, yeah. I think the offense is essentially equal maybe yep. a bit a bit better passing game maybe the running game will take a little bit of a hit yep. without dalvin but i mean i going through and picking the games just you know seeing the schedule i got them 11 wins 11 it, and 6 in my opinion it's not a very formidable schedule yeah like we have a couple games in there that are almost guaranteed losses i mean i know we play like the Bengals, the chiefs the, the chiefs and the Niners yep. and the Eagles. Yep. I think those are all losses. But I also have the Vikings at 11 and 6. I believe they'll win most of the easy games and in this division this year I feel like there are more easy games. 
The Lions are a tough, tough matchup, and I think pretty good chance that those games are kind of toss-ups when it comes to it. But I do think the Vikings take at least one of those games and win out in the rest of the division. So probably, yeah. Um, I feel like going from Jordan Ad- or from Adam Thielen to Jordan Addison at the wide receiver two, as long as he makes the two. KJ might be the two at this point, but I think KJ will be the two. But he'll also line up in the slot when it's when there's three wide receivers on the field. So yeah. Um, going from Dalvin to Madison, I hope it's not as much of a downgrade as I'm expecting. I still feel like Dalvin is borderline elite. Yeah. Like he does a lot in the past game. He's like his advanced metrics and all the, all the nerdy shit says that he's He's, not good. He's old and slow. I mean... I don't care, I guess. And I just I just hope Madison isn't that much of a downgrade. See, I think we'll see a little bit more of a running back by committee this year, which I'm excited because we have some young playmaking level guys that I don't think they're ready to be like a bell cow back, but I think in spots they should be really fun and interesting to watch. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think we have a guy that we'll just lean on. I I think I think like you like you're saying, it might it might be better just because we're gonna have more of a rotation, more different guys getting in there. Um I think it'd be fun to give so like uh Kene Nwangu, Yep. I think it'd be fun to give him, you know, probably six, seven carries a game, see if he can break one. The issue with him so far this year in training camp is he's been kind of he's gotten some bumps and bruises throughout camp. So okay. Let's hope that he's healthy for the season and he has elite athleticism. Yeah, and then I think Ty Chandler is kind of a similar guy where he's yeah. you know, he's that big playability type of guy. You also have the new rookie, Dwayne McBride, which I know a lot of people are interested in. I don't necessarily see him playing a massive role in this backfield, but I, I see him getting some touches. And it'll be interesting this year because Alexander Madison, I do believe is a solid running back in the NFL. I think he gives you about 75 to 80% of what Dalvin does. Right. And that's... That's all you need. That's good enough, but I don't think it's a difference maker, whereas I feel like Dalvin still is kind of a difference maker. But hopefully, on aggregate, it all kind of works itself out. I do like getting an opportunity to see TJ Hawkinson for a full year in this offense. And I think if I had to put a number on it, this offense is probably six to eight in the league. Yeah. So I'm very confident there. It's the defense last year that was a big struggle. And obviously we got an upgrade in coaching and Brian Flores. And I think that is, it's going to be interesting to see how we play defense because a lot of the players have not changed that much. Yeah. And everything coming out of camp and, you know, camp hype is what it is, but yeah. everything everything I've been hearing coming out of camp is it is just a firecracker of a defense. Like, you know, I feel like they're probably going to be, like, really boom or bust yep. just based on, like, the philosophy that Brian Flores brings. And we need a lot of really young guys to step up, like, real big, like Brian Asamoah. We need, I think right now on our depth chart, we got a 
uh, the rookie Makai Blackman yeah. as the starting corners. Uh, Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth need to take a big step up. Like, there's a lot of really young guys that need to play a lot of time, and they need to play well. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to see how everything matches up. I have heard that Harrison Smith feels a lot more comfortable in this style of defense because he's not just a free safety anymore. He is up around the line of scrimmage a lot more, so I'm excited to see if he still has the jump as an older fella. And he has a he's a great blitzer. Is he still though? I think he, he should I hope, be. I hope so. So that'll be a lot more fun to watch. Um there's not a ton of interest in the special teams this year, which in the past has been kind of a place that is of concern. So I think that's good also that we're not talking about camp battles really at kicker punter. Is our kicker still, um, Greg Joseph. Okay. We also have Jack Podlesny in as like a, a competition, but I don't think it's a ton of competition at this point. So, but yeah, the Vikings, 11-6, and six, we have them as both of us have them at the number one in the NFC North. Yep. Moving on, we both, I believe, have the Lions in the two spot in the NFC North. I have them at 9-8. and eight. I got them at 10-7. and seven. Um, I don't necessarily believe a lot of the hype with the Lions, but they do have a pretty favorable schedule. I still think they're a pretty decent team. I think their defense needs to be better. Yes. Um, Aiden Hutchinson needs to turn into a dude. Uh, The one thing they really got going for him, though, is that offense, you know, the the second year of Ben Johnson running that offense with Jared Goff and all the weapons that they have accumulated, which, to be fair, they they got a ton. Yeah. I just I think it'll be interesting to see how everything fits together. Their their whole team is a lot of dudes. So obviously Jared Goff at quarterback, I think we both believe that he is just fine. He's he's a really good distributor that can make some plays. Like he can make some really good throws at like at, you know, really at really high pressure moments. The only thing that's not super great about Jared Goff is you know he he's kind of he's kind of like Kirk in the fact that like he can't really he's not really a playmaker he's more of just a a distributor but when you're distributing to guys like Amon Ross St. Brown you got Jameer Gibbs in there Jameson Williams if he ever comes off suspension if he plays you have Marvin Jones Jr. Josh Reynolds, both have been guys that have been clear targets for their teams in the past. Um, Denzel Mims from the Jets this year coming in, hoping to make himself a a spot. You have some athletic guys like Khalif Raymond. And then at tight end, they have a, a rookie, Sam Laporta, who by all accounts is looking really, really good. And then you have a couple other tight ends who Brock Wright last year I think showed – some flashes and abilities. It, there is weapons here. Yeah, yeah. And I I definitely think, like, the big question, it's, you know, kind of similar to, like, the Vikings. I think the defense is going to be the make or break of that team. 
And if they get into a bunch of shootouts, are they going to be able to pull it out? Are they going to be able to get a stop when they need it? You know, I, I feel like the hype is warranted to a point, but not to where most of the media views the Lions. Right. Uh, for me, it's, I like I like some of the pieces. I like what they did in the last half of last year, but it was still a team that got shut out by the Patriots last year. So they need to show me. Like I still I still got them with ten wins, but you gotta show me. Yeah, I at nine and eight, I feel like it's a respectable record. Um I do have them in the long run missing the playoffs by I believe one game. So that would be pretty, I think, disappointing if you're the Lions to not make the playoffs this year. But I think even the Lions have to understand, like, this, you're not building for this year. You're still building for next year and beyond. You have a lot of young pieces. You have, like, your Aiden Hutchinson, who is, he's in just in his second year now. Uh, you're starting to build up the secondary a little bit. They have Emmanuel Mosley that they got from the 49ers. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who has been a, a solid player over the years. Didn't he get hurt in camp? He's still in camp, I guess. Maybe it wasn't uh, as bad as they thought. Yeah, he, he apparently had an injury, but I guess he is still practicing with the team currently. So um, you have Alabama safety cornerback Brian Branch, who should be an interesting piece. And then they got um, this year in the first round Jack Campbell, the linebacker from Iowa, and he he should be an interesting player and help along with, like, Alex Anzalone to, to kind of shore up that linebacker group there. So their defense should be better this year, but I think it still is a weak spot of the team. Yeah. And that's a bit of a concern, but this is a fantasy-ready offense. Like, this offense, the offensive line is really good. It's, it's probably top five, I think. Yeah, I think it's probably close. And you have guys, I'd be a little nervous taking a running back in their system because they do have uh, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, who I think are going to get a lot of run. And then, don't look now, but they have a, a pretty talented rookie also in the wings in Mohamed Ibrahim. Well, they so, picked him up? Yeah. So careful there because... <laughs> He likes to run the ball a lot. A lot, yeah. <laughs> so. No, I always thought the uh, the David Montgomery signing was really weird. It was a little strange. I didn't get it. But adding Jameer Gibbs, that kind of makes more sense. Because I think Gibbs yeah. is going to get a lot more run at like, slot receiver and I think he, stuff like that. Somebody said that he's getting 60% of snaps at wide receiver right now. So I feel like it seems like a lot though. It seems like a lot, but they're probably trying to prepare him for playing a role like that next season, this coming season where he's used to running routes out of the backfield. So I'm sure he doesn't need as many reps at that. So sure. I guess that makes sense. Hopefully that's the case. Hopefully he's not playing wide receiver 60% of the time. Cause then I feel like you're not quite using him the right way, but yeah, Ben Johnson, I think is a smart dude. So, I mean, he showed last year he could he could make an offense work pretty well. Yeah, I don't think well, there's a lot to worry about there. And I will say, it wasn't like... So, David Montgomery isn't in like the the DeAndre Swift role. David Montgomery's in the 
uh, Jamal Williams role and Jameer Gibbs is in more of the DeAndre Swift role. Yeah, so, I think it's going to be almost a true 50-50 at least early in the year. Yeah. And that that could be dangerous because they're two very different styles of running back. And if you're a defense not quite paying attention and you go from a bruiser in David Montgomery to a quick, speedy Jameer Gibbs, you can get burned real fast. Yeah, the only thing I, 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 I think might be an issue there is that um, – I think David Montgomery is kind of a guy you just kind of got to feed. Yeah. And if they don't give him enough run, maybe he won't be as effective. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. He could be a good uh, guy to close out some games for you. Put him in that David or Derrick Henry role and just kind of at the end of games, just keep feeding him. Tire that defense out. Yeah. But yeah. Um, like I said, uh, I got them at 10 and 7. I got them at 9 and 8. So. Both second in the division so i don't know we'll see and i believe both of us even though mine is tied have green bay at number three in the division yes now here is one of my bad teams yes so through throughout this exercise um i feel like i got more bad like genuinely bad teams than most people would do in their predictions. Yep. But I do kind of feel like it's more realistic. Like, I don't have any faith in Jordan Love. Uh, you can't you can't tell me that he's going to come out there and win like nine or ten games based on the seven throws that he that he had in the one game last year. Like, you can't tell me that. I have almost no faith. Everything that I've seen has just been, like, fine, I guess. And they weren't a great team last year. So you can't you can't tell me that they're going to be just as good, if not better, than the team last year going from a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback to one who's never started a game. Well, no, he started one. Yeah. He started one, and it was absolutely awful. So I got them at four wins. They're, they're the Packers this year are going four and thirteen. They're fucking trash. Eat a dick, Green Bay. I also have them at four wins, but I don't think it'll look quite as bad as that record shows. I think they'll be a competitive team. I just think, first of all, their offense is so young. They have uh, I'm gonna call him a rookie quarterback because at Basically, this point, yeah. that's what he is. Um, you have two second-year wide receivers and two rookies that are going to be your top four pass catchers. Um, two, your top two uh, tight ends on your depth chart are both rookies this year. Um, you have an offensive line that has, I think, two very solid uh, players in David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, and then the other three are young players again so i think this offense is young it is going to go through some struggles i think there'll be some highs some lows and i just don't think the defense is quite as elite as they get played up every year as it is on paper so every year this defense is just good they're not great like they should be and that is a concern to me when you have this offense running alongside of it Right, and that's kind of what I was getting at with you know how they played last year with the Hall of Fame quarterback. Right, doesn't matter 
if he had a down year last year, he was still Aaron fucking Rodgers. Yep. And they they still they what nine games? Nine games last year? Eight or nine. Like they're not going to be at that level. Like they're just not. No. And I think this is a, a very good year to be a Vikings fan when you get to play this team twice a year. And I don't have a whole lot of concerns when we play them. And that that probably goes for a lot of other teams in the league too, is they're yeah. not all that concerned when they play against the Packers. That's not a good look. That's not a good look. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give them some credit. They did a good job of the like the Jordan Love extension contract thing, whatever, because they essentially made it a one-year deal so that if this year doesn't work out at all, they can just cut ties. If they're terrible, they can just draft another quarterback next year. They don't have to worry about any of that shit. So I feel like this year is kind of a see-what-you-have-in-everybody type of year. And then over the next couple of years, that's when they're really going to start to ramp up. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, if I was the Packers, I'd be a little bit nervous moving on right away from a quarterback. But he's had three years to watch the system, and now this is, I believe, his third year to play in it. If he's not working out by the end of the year, it, doesn't, it, 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 it might be time to It doesn't cost you anything either. So like if he's not a viable start, well, okay. Worst case scenario for them is they go like seven and 10 or eight and nine. And they're like, like, and Jordan love is okay, but he's not, he's not great. And he's not awful. And then you have to make a decision on if you want to reset with all the young talent or just kind of maybe give him, give him uh, another like one year extension and try it again. But I feel like, I feel like the only way you keep him long-term is if he fucking lights it up because there's no reason to have these like purgatory years of who is this guy? What do we have in him? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I would like it if they did that, had some purgatory years so they can finally know what it's like to not have a quarterback. I mean, they, they might do that or that would be nice. I think depending on the chips, maybe if they, maybe if they do only win like three or four games, then it's, you know, absolutely set in stone. Like, yeah, fuck this guy. We're going to go get somebody new. This new, this draft class this year is going to be pretty sick. You know, go get your next guy, have another 30 years of hall of fame play. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want that to happen. I don't want that, but, and maybe the talent around, Jordan Love will be good enough to where they can win like seven or eight games. And then they'll have really tough decisions. I do think this will be an interesting team to watch. I think the dynamics on the field will be, it's an interesting storyline to keep up with. Do I think they're going to be fun to watch? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, and so their offense, the Packers offense is kind of similar to like the Vikings defense. Yeah. In that all of the young guys that they have in big roles, they have to hit. They have to play well. You have to you have to get that core of young guys working really well. Almost right away. And if you don't, it could be a long, you know, like three to five years. For sure. All right. 
Moving on to the Chicago Bears rolling in in last place. I have them also at 4 and 13. That that's that's more realistic Bears fans. Like <laughs> I don't know where all these 10 and or 14 wins are coming in. Seen a bunch of like 12. What are we doing? Like Justin Fields even if he is really good the, the team around him is not there yet. I just don't get it. Sure, you have a couple guys like DJ Moore now coming in. Is he a better target than he's had before? Absolutely. But you still have Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney. Those are the same guys as last year. Are they going to step up real big? I don't think so. This offensive line, still kind of a question. You have Khalil Herbert and Devontae Foreman. Fine, I guess. That's okay, but that's not that's not necessarily what you're looking for as your running back situation. They have all the tight ends in the world, but that doesn't really help them a ton. Speaking of a ton, they got Robert Tunyon now. Cool. Um, they also have like Mercedes Lewis, which is kind of a weird signing. He's like eighty, and <laughs> massive. Like he's just a huge dude. I just it's it's a weird signing for a team that wants to be quick and move. Um, their defense is also huge question mark for me. Yeah, that's my biggest problem with them is their defense. Um, let, I, let me name uh, a player and you tell me what position they play on the Bears defense. Okay, this is a starter, by the way. Uh, Justin Jones. Is that a defensive tackle? It is. Did wow. You, did you know that person? No idea. All right. Another one. Um, <laughs> Jack Sanborn. That sounds like a linebacker. It is. But it's a rushing linebacker. Did you know that? <laughs> what is a rushing linebacker? I don't know. <laughs> He's listed as a, a strong linebacker. He's also listed as a second-string defensive end. What? What's going on here? I mean, okay, to be fair, they have a couple good players on the defense, right? Tremaine Edmonds this year. Tremaine Edmonds, I think, is a downgrade from Roquan, which is weird. You trade away Roquan just to pay similar money to Tremaine Edmonds, who I think is worse, but you do you, Ryan Poles. Um <laughs> Jaquan Brisker is fine. Like, he flashed last year as a rookie. Yeah. But, okay, now here, I'm going to do my little bit of a Bears rant because I'm seeing so much fucking hype. Like, I think there's more hype around the Bears this year than there are about the Lions. That doesn't make sense to me. Everybody's pointing to, oh, Justin Fields is just the next Jalen Hurts. What did Jalen Hurts do Two years ago, he was okay. He flashed here and there, but he overall wasn't, you know, he wasn't elite. Then last offseason, they go and get Jalen Hurts, an, an awesome wide receiver in A.J. Brown. And it absolutely changed the entire dynamic of that offense. Plus, Jalen Hurts has an elite offensive line. He's got three viable wide receivers he's got a really good tight end and they have a really fucking good running game justin fields flashed last year 
they brought in a wide receiver to help him. I like DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is a good receiver, but he doesn't fucking sniff AJ Brown's jock. Like it is not even close. And the offensive line is still a problem. Darnell Mooney is fine, I guess. Like he's not he's not that great. And Chase Claypool has been pretty much dog shit since his rookie year. So like to come out here and say that Justin Fields is going to take the Jalen Hurts step. That people need to understand that player and team progression and development is not fucking linear. And players are not other players. So, like, I Justin Fields is not Jalen Hurts. He's not just going to make the Jalen Hurts jump. It's not how it works. So you're saying the Bears are not going to win the Super Bowl this year. No, they're going to win three or four fucking games. Are they going to play in the Super Bowl this year? Oh. Oh. So then I don't think he's Jalen Hurts. All right. Well, I don't I don't have a ton more to talk about with the Bears. They they're just the They're not Bears. a good team yet. Like this this is not the year. It's the same argument with the Lions. Is they're not building for this year. Right. This is not the year that you're building for. And that's fine, but just shut up with the hype. <laughs> shut up, shut up. I've seen so many people putting the Bears at number one in the division. Is it a weaker division this year? Absolutely it is. Does that mean that the Bears are going to win the fucking division? Absolutely not. So shut up. That's all. I'm ready to move on to the AFC before we get, <laughs> before we get more aggressive. Um, I believe the AFC North, we both have at number one, the Cincinnati Bengals. I have them at 14 and three. I also have the Bengals at 14 and three. I think they're going to be a really good team this year. I think so too. My only concern really with the Bengals is Joe Burrow's injury. At the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are we looking at him sitting out to make sure he's healthy do I think there's any chance that they miss the playoffs? Absolutely no. not. No. Do I think there's a chance if he's not quite healthy and they play him? Yeah, kind of. May it depends on if it's a lingering thing. Like if it's a question whether he is ready to play week 1, sit him. Yeah, it probably absolutely don't play. It would probably be best for them to not play him. If he plays 12 to 13 games this year, I think they're an easy playoff team. Yeah. So just do what you have to do to make sure he's healthy. We obviously know that they have possibly the best wide receiver core in all of football. Yeah. With Jamar Chase, who is a superstar. He's good. He's real good. T. Higgins, who I believe is a very underrated wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, he's a one. He's, He's a, a one on almost any other team. Yep. And then you have Tyler Boyd, who I think is a solid two on most other teams. And then behind that, they got a couple young guys who are in a perfect position to sit and watch these three guys do work in front of them. At tight end, I think they upgraded. They got Irv Smith. I was going to say, didn't they sign Irv Smith? And I think he's a good he's a good talent for them if he can stay healthy. So, and... and... 
I will say, I, I don't know if we said this up at the top. I don't think we did, but these are these are predictions assuming everybody is healthy. Right. Like we can't we can't go in there being like, oh, he's probably gonna get yeah, we're not we're not picking week thirteen going, oh, in this game I bet you Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. That that'd be dumb to do that kind of stuff. Well, okay, I will say for maybe some of the Rams season, I was assuming Stafford wasn't playing. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. But that's a different thing. But yeah, there. I think the the talking point of the Bengals is just like the Vikings, and it's the defense. Yep. Is this defense going to take a step in the right direction to become more of a contender? Because I think they were good enough last year. They Their defense was exactly what you hope for out of the Minnesota Vikings defense, is just being good enough. Be able to pass, rush the passer a bit. Yep. Be able to, you know, get some, get some timely turnovers. You know, that's kind of all you really need with a quarterback like Joe Burrow on your team. Like, I, I think at this point, Burrow is probably the second best quarterback in the league. I just think yeah. I it's just one of those things he's got he's got the intangibles, he's got all the throws, he's got he's got everything. And he's got the core to do it, he's got the scheme to do it. I just think that they gotta you know, they gotta put it all together. They had some struggles at the beginning of last season, and then they fucking turned it on and they made it to the championship game. Like, this is not a team that's going in the wrong direction of that. Like this is still an upward trajectory for this team. And you there, they possibly have your favorite player in all of the NFL on their team. Really? Yeah. It's your guy. It's my guy. Yeah. Who's my guy. The guy that you discovered. So you say before anybody else, who's my guy, Evan McPherson. So the I, man, the myth, the legend himself, he's really fucking good. <laughs> I mean that that's a plus. That's a plus. Having a kicker you can rely on. Okay, how many games we'll get we'll get to the Ravens, but like having a difference maker at kicker is pretty fucking nice. I mean, you're not wrong. As Vikings fans, we know all too well. Yeah, kickers a, can make a difference. A good kicker is a good thing to have, <laughs> especially when they don't choke in big moments. We don't talk about that. What do you mean? Which which one don't we talk we about? We don't talk about those. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, uh, put put some love on the kickers here. Uh, great kicker. I don't know anything about their punter, so we're just not going to talk about that. But the the one thing I do want to talk about is this year they got Mike Hilton. He's a nickelback, and I think he's possibly one of the best nickel corners in the entire NFL. And I feel like that is a huge help for this team. He was for the Steelers. Um, last year, and I believe the year before that. I think that is a very underrated underrated signing for this team. And I feel like it kind of takes them to the next level. You also have like young linebackers who I think, hoping that they develop a little bit more, it gives you a lot more confidence. And I think their defensive line is just fine. So I'm hoping, and this year I have committed to being a Bengals fan, Proud of you. Yeah. I'm trying to do something. So I've had two teams all my life. I've been a Vikings fan and a Chargers fan. 
it's that's a it's a strange combination. It, it well, truly I mean, is. I guess it's not really strange because they're both the same team. Exactly, and that's my problem. Is I always choose for the team that blows it. And for once in my life, I wanted to cheer. I'm jumping on the bandwagon for for one time, and I'm going to jump on the Bengals this year. And I've been trying all off season to get into Bengals football. And man, is it hard because. For years, they've been so terrible, yeah. and now they have an LSU quarterback at at the helm, and they have an <laughs> LSU wide receiver at the helm, and they have a, a Clemson wide receiver following <laughs> along, and it's just really tough. But it's, I'm, ru- it's rough for you out there. <laughs> I'm really working hard, and that, that also plays into why I gave them 14-3, and three. but this team should be good, and it should be fun to watch, and... Man, let's let's just talk about how good the AFC is with quarterbacks and the teams at the top. Insane. And I think the Bengals are right in there with the top two or three. Yeah. Uh, speaking on the, the AFC dominance, I don't think the NFC is going to win a Super Bowl for a while. Yeah. I think this is like between, basically between Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, mostly those guys. I think that those are going to be your new, like that is the new, like Brady Manning, except now there's five of them, you know, like, I think your only chance as an NFC is the 49ers who are quarterback lists. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. Kind of. And the Eagles who are an aging roster. They maybe have two they, more shots at it. They still have the I think they still have one of the best rosters in the league, but it's aging. But for now, right. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it's going to be tough if you're if you're an NFC fan, you better hope some of these good young quarterbacks start coming to the NFC. Yeah. Cuz two two of the top four two of the top 3 quarterbacks went to the AFC again this year in the draft. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be a while. Anyway, all right. Moving on to the, who do you got? I have the Steelers at number two, and I am not super confident in that. So we'll talk about the Steelers. I believe you have a little bit different order in this division. Yeah, I got the Steelers third behind the Ravens. Okay, I have them at twelve and five. The Steelers? Correct. That's a lot of wins for the Steelers. It is a lot of wins, but I feel like that defense is good. How many wins do you have the Steelers at? I got nine. Nine and eight. Okay, so we are three games difference there. So I feel like that's probably their variance, though. Yeah, I uh, feel like they're they are going to have a winning season. They will. That's what I was going to say. Like, Mike Tomlin is there. They will at least win nine games. Yes. That is how it's going to work. And I think we the, all know ce- the ceiling is probably 13. Like That's a stretch. If you win 13 games... You have Steelers fans around the world calling for a Super Bowl. Probably. So So I will say though, they still have a good defense. They still have like a top five defender in the league in TJ Watt. They have a difference maker on the back end with Minka. I think like the defense is always gonna be good. That's just kind of that's kind of how it is in Pittsburgh. So it really comes down to Kenny Pickett being able to run the offense efficiently 
and just you know be be the distributor to your playmakers and they got a lot of fucking playmakers they got a lot of good pieces there they do um the one piece that i hope does good this year Darnell washington no alan robinson Oh, he's there? Yes. The man who has struggled for the past two he's years. He's never had a good a good quarterback. I I hope for for his sake, because I fully I feel like he's a really good wide receiver. Hopefully. In his, in his time with the Bears, he was really good. I hope he has a little bit of a resurgence here. Um the they have Deontay Johnson, who I'm not a huge fan of. But he's still he is good. He's good. I I feel like he's like a DJ Moore type to me. And that's I think that's why I don't like him because you're not like I'm, not DJ Moore. D, I'm not a DJ Moore fan either. I think they're very comparable in my opinion. But they have a dude that I think is absolutely legit in George Pickens. I knew the guy that, is a freak. I knew they had a guy, but I couldn't figure out the name. I'm like, I know they got a big dude. Who the fuck is it? Yeah. But yeah, it's it's George Pickens, and yes. I mean, if you were on any type of NFL social media, you have seen some of the videos coming out of camp of George Pickens. Some of his catches are ridiculous. Some of them are very blatant offensive pass interferences, but yes, but and some of them are called. I saw there <laughs> they the Steelers put out a highlight of him pushing off of a wide receiver or pushing off of a cornerback getting a catch that was ridiculous. And then the little the the referee that they have in camp <laughs> little toss tosses flag. a flag in there, and the video quickly ends. But they at least put that there was a flag in there. Uh, so. They they could have cut it so that you didn't <laughs> see the little yellow piece come out. But anyway, yeah, I I think um, Kenny Pickett did show some stuff last year. During the last half of the season, he was kind of balling. I will say. I did not have a ton of belief in Kenny Pickett Same. as a quarterback. I thought the 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 top end for him would be about Derek Carr. Like that's that's the yeah. kind of talent you're working with. And I feel like he showed flashes of being at that level last year, which was way earlier than I thought he would be. Yeah. <clears throat> and and to be fair, Derek Carr had a season where he probably would have won MVP if he didn't fifty one hundred yards, like thirty eight touchdowns. Yeah. So I don't know. If Kenny Pickett can throw for over 4,030 touchdowns. I think you're looking at a pretty good Steelers team. I think this defense is good enough to keep up with about anybody. So. Didn't they uh, They drafted a, an offensive lineman in the first round, too? Broderick Jones. So they're he is trying... currently at second string. But he's a rookie. Yeah, but I feel like he could probably make it to the starting lineup sooner than later because their offensive line has not been all that great. Yeah, that that's the one the one place at their offense that has been pretty rough over the last couple of years. But if they can if they can get average uh, average line play, I mean Najee's a good back. I think Najee's a very good back. They got good pass catchers. The the Darnell Washington is gonna be interesting. Yes. That dude is massive and again i saw a video coming out of camp he can fucking move he is listed as their third string right now which makes sense though but from what i've understood and from what i've heard is he's been taking a lot of pass blocking reps yeah and he he asked the coaches for an entire practice of going one-on-one with tj watt 
and he beat them. He beat T.J. Watt more than T.J. Watt beat him. Woof. And that that's a scary thought as a tight end blocking the best pass rusher in the NFL. So hopefully they get him involved if he's passing that good because your offensive line isn't that good. So <laughs> you hope he can help you out a little bit. And Pat Fryermuth, I think, is a pretty good tight end also. Yeah. I think this team is looking up. They they're moving in a good direction. Tom, it's, it's, Tomlin it, is your head coach. Yeah. You, you, there is bright spots everywhere, especially Mike Tomlin. Yeah. And if you if you get the best out of Kenny Pickett, it's gonna be a really good team. I, I yeah. think that's just that's just it. Yep. So anyway, moving on, we have uh at your two and my three are the Baltimore Ravens, correct? Yeah. Oh, and just to clarify, I have the Steelers missing the playoffs. Oh, I have them making it as the seven seed. And I don't believe I said I have the Bengals at the two seed. I don't think we did seeds. We can do that when we do playoffs. Okay. But yeah, um, I got the Ravens at 10 and seven, but they're also missing the playoffs. I think the Ravens are going to be a good competitive team like they have been as long as Lamar is healthy. Um. I think it's going. I think the the Ravens are one of the more interesting teams this year, because you're going to see Lamar Jackson in an offense that is not from 2013. 100. percent And they they are attempting to move to a pass heavy offense, is or a more balanced offense from what we understand, and they have receivers now like. Odell Beckham Jr., who should be a solid wide receiver. Yeah. Zay Flowers, who is a rookie this year who apparently has looked very, very good. They have Rashad Bateman still, who should be fine. You have Devin Duvernay, who's been a solid weapon for you in that offense in the past. Nelson Aguilar, who has proven that he's an okay pass catcher when he doesn't drop it. And then... (laughs) He only did that one time, okay? (laughs) There was memes about it for a long time about him dropping babies and fires and stuff. But anyway. Man, Eagles fans are ruthless. They also have a guy that I really like in Tylen Wallace. Their depth chart at what wide receiver is crazy. They have James Prochet, who was a rookie last year. Yeah. Who I, I really like. You have Laquan Treadwell, who I think plays almost no role in this, but it's a name that all Vikings fans know. Which, that's that's kind of fun, actually. <laughs> but Dante Demas Jr. is a rookie. is that? He's a rookie this year who I, I thought showed a lot of promise, and he's a very athletic guy, kind of like a Zay Jones. He's... He's their four, like six-string wide receiver. Like they finally have wide receiver talent again in Baltimore. And if you have Lamar Jackson throwing the damn football, you need some talent around you. So, and the other thing, because okay, this this kind of kind of the same thing with the uh, with the Steelers, but the Ravens, their defense is going to be good enough. Like they're going to be a good-ish, you know, you know, mid-tier to better defense, if not better. And then, so really the only question mark is what can Lamar do in the new offense? And I'm really interested to see 
for one, what kind of offense it is, because I don't know a lot about is it Todd Munkin? Is the new guy? I believe that is his name, yes. Um from what I from what I've heard and read Yes, it is Todd Munkin. Um he's gonna come in with a more spread out offense, which under was it Greg Roman? Yes. Over the last like four years or whatever it is. He had a very condensed type of offense. Like he ran he ran a lot of a lot of really tight formations. And what that does is that'll bring the the entire defense in as well. So it's hard to it you kind of muddle the yep. middle of the field there. And, and that's not where Lamar Jackson thrives. I feel like he thrives in space. Right. So if you spread everybody out and you got weapons on the outside that can burn you and you got people that can do shit you know you you, you got tight ends you fuck mark andrews probably third third best tight end in the league i think if he's top four and i think there's yeah. a big separation between four and the field so right so you have an elite tight end you have a wide receiving core that on paper looks really really good you need them to Basically, you need Odell to be, like, most of himself. Yep. Uh, Rashad Bateman needs to figure it out. Yep. And if Zay Flowers can be a dude, he can be a guy that can separate, win quickly, then you spread all those guys out. You got a good running game. You have everything from, you know, you you can run the zone reads. You can run all these different types of runs with the threat of Lamar. And if everybody's all spread out, that just gives so much more space. So I, I think that's the, the the biggest thing that the Ravens were missing over the last like four years is they didn't have space. Everything was so tight. He just didn't have the space to do anything. Right. And I really hope that they space it out, but then also keep some of the plays from the last offense because I feel like you have a true weapon in Patrick Ricard who... <laughs> does not get enough credit the 300 pound fullback yes i'm a big fan i am currently trying to get his uniform because i feel like that jersey on me would look fantastic because i'm also a a larger gentleman it would yeah it would look great so i'm all for keeping him involved a little bit throughout games but their offense has the talent that it's just a matter of if Lamar, in my opinion, if you get um, Lamar from Louisville where he was throwing the ball all over the field and running all over the field, you have an almost impossible offense to stop. Pretty much. So, And then this defense is, I think, very good. You have Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, obviously really good players at uh, linebacker. You have some good secondary. Uh, the defensive line, I think, is just fine, if not good. And then you have Justin Tucker, which we talked about how a good kicker can really help you. When you have the best kicker of all time and it's not even close, that can't hurt. Yeah. So, good luck to the Ravens this year. I have them at 11-6 and six and missing the playoffs. Yeah, see, <laughs> funniest thing like we talked up this team maybe maybe going through and picking the games i didn't think about it as much but i mean 
10 wins is still a good season. Like it, yeah. 10, 11, I don't, I don't see any reason why they couldn't. I don't see any reason why they couldn't go more. Right. Um, I think I'm tempering expectations just because last year we didn't have Lamar. So this yep. team looked so different. It's going to be hard to kind of predict what it looks like with Lamar healthy. But that shows you how good the AFC is if I have them going 11 and 6 and missing the playoffs. Yeah, and I got them 10 and 7 and missing. So. I, it, it really revolves around if the wide receiver core can live up to the names. Right. And what the offense actually looks like. Correct. I Like I said, I, th- I think they're one of the more interesting teams in the league this year. For sure. Moving on to a team that we both have at last place in the AFC North. It is the Cleveland Browns. I say they're in last place, but I still have them at eight and nine, which is a really good record for a last place team. Yeah. And I, I got them at the same. I think they're going to be competitive. I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to be as bad as he was last year. Um, But I think they're just kind of one of those team. Well, they've been talked up as like, you know, this incredible roster for probably like four or five years now. And they haven't really put it together. And I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's coaching or scheme or, or what it is, but I still kind of feel like they're not going to quite live up to the potential of the roster. Right. And I mean, obviously like a, a big factor is, is Deshaun Watson. I mean, he was, he was fucking terrible last year. Like, he was so bad. Yeah, which makes me happy because he's a bad individual. But, I mean, the the talent around him is pretty good. You have Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who I think is pretty good, Elijah Moore, uh, the rookie this year, Cedric Tillman, um, David Njoku, who I think had a pretty good year last year, nothing to scoff at. And then, obviously, you have Nick Chubb, who is the best running back in the NFL. I want to say it's not close, but it's not that much different, so I I don't know. But it's hard to not be good with that offense. But I think it might be hard to be great if you don't get Deshaun Watson at his almost MVP-level play that he had before. So Yeah, I like... I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all that they, you know, if they rip off like 10, 12 wins, I think that's absolutely possible. This division might be the best division this year. Yeah. I think it's it's the AFC North and probably the AFC East are yep. probably the two best divisions this year. I think so too. And I think it's going to be really competitive. It is very possible too that these guys will just tear each other apart. You know, you split... You know, if 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 every team splits with themselves in the division, like I think all of these records might come down, you know, kind of even out a little more. Yep. But I think they're not going to be an easy out. But I could also see a scenario where they're not, you know, winning easily either. Right. Their defense has talent. But I think a lot of the the high-end talent is young. You have your Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa. You have your Greg Newsome, your Grant Delpit, 
your Denzel Ward, who I think is old enough now that you kind of know what you're getting from him. Uh, they signed Zadarius Smith this year. You obviously have Miles Garrett, who pretty good. He's, he's all right. So I think there's talent there, but it's just kind of going to be, does it live up to the names again? Same Who's kind there, of thing. Did they switch defensive coordinators? They have like, um, is it Jim Schwartz now? I will check it just one moment. And and the other thing, so while he gets that. Um, it is Jim Schwartz, yes. Which I think he, he runs a bit more of an aggressive defense, doesn't he? I believe so. I think when he was with the Lions, it was more of like a a variable defense where there's kind of he runs four three, runs three four, kind of changes up the the look on every play kind of deal. And then my other question mark is: Has the league kind of caught up to the Stefanski offense? Last year, it looked like it. Because guys like Shanahan and Sean McVay and Matt LaFleur, Mike McDaniel, all those guys, they seem to be able to react to the league better than like Kevin Stefanski has. So far, yeah. Like Shanahan is obviously the mastermind. He does all that stuff, whatever. He might still be overrated. I don't know. But... Like, all those other guys, they still have, like, they still put their own spin on stuff, and they still, you know, take that Shanahan blueprint, and they can adapt to their personnel and adapt to what, you know, other teams are playing against them. And it seems like Stefanski, he's kind of, he's got the blueprint, but he's he's not as good at adjusting to the rest of the league and what the rest of the league is trying to do against him. So, I mean, I, I feel like Stefanski is actually probably on the hot seat this year. Yeah, he might be if he doesn't get the most out of Deshaun. I feel like the team has put a lot of effort and a lot of resources into just getting Deshaun Watson here. So they're probably going to want to stick with Deshaun if all of this doesn't work out. Yeah. So Stefanski's probably going to be the guy to get the blame for it. Probably. And that's it's unfortunate, but also that's the name of the game in the NFL. Yeah, if I mean, this if is... you're not improving, you're not going to be there. Is it year four, five, three? Yeah. Yeah, usually by, was it year like three or four? Coaches don't get a whole lot of years if they don't make playoff runs. Right. And I think this is a big one for Stefanski. I think it's a big year for the Browns as a team. Um, I wish nothing but the worst for Deshaun Watson, but he is still a football player. He still does play football. And, you know, that's what we analyze, I guess. Yeah. We got to talk about him. As unfortunate as it is, but. So, yeah, they go 8-9 and miss the playoffs. Darn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah same here um anyway we are gonna wrap this one up with these two divisions uh next week is going to be the nfc and afc uh we'll do south south so come on back if you want to hear those terrible divisions (laughs) yeah those are gonna be rough ones (laughs) yeah 
But hey, we we could have some fun talking about some young players who have a lot of talent. So come on back and listen then. Uh, if you want to reach us uh, or contact us about anything at all, please do. We have an email, um, wateringholefootball at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Twitter at football hole or just search watering hole football on Twitter. Oh, it's called X. Oh, X. Sorry. On <laughs> X. And uh, we have a Facebook page where we do most of our interacting. So please comment. Uh, let us know what you're looking forward to, what division you want to, you have your thoughts on, and we may talk about them on the show. Uh, we're probably going to post our, our screenshots of each division, uh, how, how our picks came out, so then you can tell us how much we're wrong. You can put your input. That's always fun. Go interact with it. We'll be sure to reply to all of the one people that comment and stuff. Yep. It's fun. Yeah. We have a good time. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.